Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. And live and direct, I guess, from Mobile, we got Jeff Nowak, uh, St. Sideline reporter, WWL digital content producer. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us again. Um, before we get into the Senior Bowl talk, uh, the news uh, Luke Johnson uh, wrote out uh, a couple hours ago, and the potential of a mm-hmm. deal uh, restructuring by Derek Carr and the Saints. Uh, y- your thoughts on that? Because we always thought, okay, the way it was structured before, it's it's basically a two-year deal in and out. Uh, you can kind of get out of there. Uh, with the restructure, Bobby and I were talking about this, this would seem to add another year to that deal. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't. It, it, it really, so the difference is you're looking at it and saying you can get out of it with a, reasonably low dead cap number in two years if you don't touch it at all if you restructure gotcha. it right, right then down the road if you do intend to move on it will be more costly um but i just think you know it, when you when you look at the numbers and I, and I went through all of this you know a couple of weeks ago in terms of you know how how many contracts do you have to restructure to get under the salary cap is always a number um, and, and the fact of the matter is, is you're trying to figure that out, you're looking at $87 million that you got to clear. Mike Thomas, it really looks like that's going to be a split, so that's going to be a very expensive contract to try to navigate. You have, you, you're going to have dead cap hits from guys like Jameis Winston, assuming he's gone. There's a question on Andres Pete, but that's going to be another big number if he's not here. So you look at these, and you have a lot of contracts that you can restructure, but the big hulking number at the top, is Derek Carr with 23 yep. million that you can clear with that contract alone. And so I think it comes down to, is this team committed to Derek Carr this year? The answer is yes. So you start there and you say, okay, it will make our life a whole lot easier this season in terms of how many of these contracts we actually have to mess with. If we restructure that, that gets us a quarter of the way there on one contract. So it's just a sensible decision now, obviously, if, if you're of the hope that the Saints go one more year with Derek Carr and then he's out the door, that does make it more unlikely. Yeah. It does make it a lot more likely that you end up bringing him back for a third season just because, like I said, you will be more financially tied to him. But I always thought this was the most likely scenario just because it's just you, you didn't you're not going to short short sight this year and make things a whole lot more difficult for yourself when this was probably the plan all along. Um, so yeah. I, I think it makes sense. It's just going to make everything a lot easier. And, and it gets you a, if you, when, if you do end up doing that, they haven't done it yet, obviously it, you just, it gets you so much closer to that line you have to clear. So it, it just makes sense. I think. Now, uh, Jeb, before we get, get uh, like prospects at the senior bowl, 
mm-hmm. you look at like future guys that you could count on, uh, whether it's in the trenches or a skilled position. You know uh, who I think they they gotta uh, work out and, and pay him uh, because what other option they gonna have a left tackle? Andrews P was Andrews outstanding. P. Yeah. he was outstanding. You I got mean, no choice uh, now. Th- th- that's what I think. Yeah. I mean, all of a sudden we think, oh no, he's not gonna be back. Uh, Andrews Pete, I mean, you want to talk about getting the job done? I mean, that that was a very pleasant surprise because whenever you never talk about an offensive lineman, that means they're doing their job. And Andrews <laughs> Pete uh, was solid. To me, uh, even more than Ramchek, because Ramchek dealing with the knee. Uh, Andrews Pete be, behind McCoy, he, he might have been the second best offensive lineman in the trenches. The thing about it is, guys, too, is it's not like he was playing left tackle in 2022. No. Right? no I mean, it's it's been a little while tackle. since he's uh, played that no, left tackle uh, spot. I, I, I can tell you, while we, we were having around 500, thank God for Andrews Pete. I know, I know Derek Carr appreciates him. Yeah, and my question is, you know, what is his market? Does he have a bigger market now? Because I think there will be teams that look he like does, you look at Jeff. what he did and say, hey, so, it, you know, are you able to get him back for a reasonable number? And, and how I, I look at it this way, you know, this team isn't giving up on Trevor Penning at left tackle. That Mickey Loomis, Jeff Ireland, Dennis Allen, they've all been very consistent about that. But I do think you need a contingency. And I think Andres, you know, it, all of a sudden he becomes this really interesting, versatile piece because – you do have the option of saying, hey, we're going to go into this and see what we can get out of Trevor. Maybe he can be the starter. And you can bring Andres back and say, hey, if we need him at left tackle, we have him. But then we have a Pro Bowl left guard. If if Trevor does get it sorted out and right. ends up being the starter, you can still get Andres on the field. So I agree. I think it would make a whole lot more sense to bring him back than it would to show him the door. And, again, we're talking about contracts that would allow you to push his dead money down the road if you do come up with an extension. So I, I agree. I think what he did this year was impressive, and, and he deserves a new deal if they can get him back. Now, uh, Jeff, uh, look at all the potential players and the prospects. Obviously, uh, uh, we always look at upgrading the trenches, offensive, defensive line, or maybe some other uh, individual player that caught your attention. Just break that down, all what you've witnessed now at the Senior Bowl this week. Yeah, I, I know we talked, to, we talked to a good bit about uh, Taliese Fuanga, which I asked him how to say his name, and he, and he told me that's how to say it, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. mark that one down. Uh, but, you know, I, the guy who really caught my attention as the week went on, and I think this was true of a lot of people, was Darius Robertson, yes. uh, Robinson, rather. Uh, you know, he's – I don't even know what to call him. He's a def- he can play end. He can play inside. He's 6'5", 284 pounds, but he's just – he just moves, you know, you would never, I, I had to, I looked, looked it up on the roster after watching him for a couple of plays. And I was like, this guy's 284 pounds. And he's just embarrassing people. You know, like I saw him matched up with Tyler Guyton in the one-on-ones and he just blew him off the line. You know, it's, it's really impressive. And he, you know, we, we talked to Jeff Ireland about the prototypes and maybe you start airing toward the smaller speedier edge rushers. And I think I said earlier in the week, I don't think this is the year that you really do that, but if you're looking for that prototype, he's it six, five, <laughs> 280 pounds, 34 inch arms. He's that guy. And I think he's going to start flying up draft boards. Yeah. I think after this week, Jeff, he's 25 for me. I, I, I don't know mm-hmm. if he gets to 25. Uh, he, he may have put on that type of show who he reminds me of a little bigger version of Montez sweat. He's versatile, mm-hmm. that he can play defensive tackle, but he's going to play defensive end uh, in the NFL. But 
he reminds me a lot of Montez. The way he's built, the way he comes off the ball, his pass rush skills. And I remember when LSU played Missouri, we were looking at different guys each and every week, you know, Herb Tyler and I, and I brought him up and he's like, Mike, can he play? I was like, yeah, he can play. I mean, uh, and he, and he was a really good player for Missouri. And, but there were a lot of other really good players around him. And he was, it was team oriented. You could see what Blake was doing there with his defense. And that was a big part of Missouri's success. But I think hey, Robinson's Mike. got one of those type skill sets that have, you uh, look at him and say, that dude can play. You know, it's, it's funny. I talked to him after yesterday's practice. <laughs> we asked him who, who his uh, game resembles. And he, he said he, he thinks his game is a combination of Max Crosby and Chris Jones. What? Oh, if he's up. on that level, send him to the Saints right <laughs> no, now. No, I don't know about that. No, but but, if, uh, but if, I get it what he's talking if about. He's thinking that. What? I, I mean, I like the confidence. Yeah. Well, he got a plenty of them if he's comparing himself to Max and uh, Chris. Right. Um, on the offensive side, the football, and we saw it. And you and I talked about this. I think two days ago about how the quarterbacks, you know, because they're not used to the receivers. Man, you see it, man, it's high, it's wide, it's low, and and finally you get a little bit of a connection. And just when it starts to kind of get to you with the receivers and the quarterbacks, ah, game day. Uh, Get out there and you don't know who's throwing you the ball, who's playing receivers. But you saw a little bit better each day, I think, from – a connection with accuracy because you have no idea if you're a Washington quarterback or Oregon quarterback and you're throwing the football to somebody you've never been on the field. It reminds me a little bit of Manning, passing academy. It's the same thing there. People say, well, who looks great there? Okay, they might have threw the football well, but they're not used to that receiver. There is that fine line there about throwing the football well and being accurate. Yeah, what I'll say for this week, you got really good weather, and it sounds silly, but, you know, a couple of years ago it was raining and windy the whole time. You know, there's a reason they have pro days indoors, right? Yeah, you, you want right, the, right. the ideal scenario. I don't, like, I don't need to know how this guy throws a wet ball. I need to know how he plays quarterback. No, oh, um, you'd have to look as Michael Penix against what, Oregon State? I mean, yeah, uh, you, right. you talk about the inclement weather. I mean, that, No, that, he that, told me the story, Jeff, that he had been in Tampa, and he said, um, he used the term, I threw a hot, wet ball. Because when you play it in Florida, he said, I threw a hot, wet ball. That means he has big hands. And he, you know, he, he got some mitts. So he says, I go to Indiana, but I get hurt. He says, the first game I play in that type of weather, he said it was a late October game. I go to throw the football on a little out pattern. And he said, the ball slips out of my hands. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm not used to throwing a football. And he used the term, it's cold, wet, and it's rainy. And so he said, I had to learn how to re-grip the ball because I'd never played in that sort of environment before. He said, I played in hot, wet weather, but I never played in cold, wet weather with wind. And, Bob, I know you've talked about it. That's the worst thing in the world, the wind part of oh, things. No, 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 it, it's the wind. I'm telling you, a wet ball drill and you do all that, uh, but you get a wet ball in the wind, uh, you better have a cannon. Uh, you, you better have a, a strong arm. And, uh, you know, I always talked about this. Joe Ferguson uh, from Woodland High School in Shreveport. He goes to University of Arkansas. He's a first-team All-American. He goes to Buffalo. 
And, you know, uh, that's why you got uh, Jared Allen and you look up, uh, you know, Josh Allen, I should say, uh, up there in Buffalo. That uh, Ferguson told me he'd be leading uh, the AFC in passing come September, October, and come November and is blowing off the lake and all. I'm trying to throw a simple out route, and it might be uh, not really snowing, but kind of like sleeting. And the ball doesn't have a chance to get there. <laughs> and he's like, I, and I know I'm throwing it the same way that I threw it in September. But no, that, that, it don't that, work that no, way. No, that, there is a craft. So when Penix, when I I, I, I want to say, I don't think he even threw it for 200 yards. It might have been uh, 170, 180. But the preciseness of a couple of throws he made to beat Oregon State was unbelievable. Because that was a bad weather game. Yes. And it uh, was it, super it was, windy. Beyond bad weather. So, uh, that, For people that, questioning the, the, the his scouts, arm strength. The, the scouts know that. His arm strength. I, I'm like, man, that's the last thing I'm going to question uh, with uh, Penix. Think, uh, come I on. Think he showed, I think he showed well this week. You know, I, I, I think everyone struggled. Yesterday a little bit. They're, I think they're just incorporating the like they're learning this very simple offense, but they're working with the receivers like you mentioned. The funny thing is, you, you see Jaquan Jackson is like, wow, that connection looked great, and he's like, oh yeah, Michael Pratt's throwing the ball. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but you know, I, I think I've been calling them the Knicks, the Knicks brothers because you got Bo Nix and Penix, <laughs> uh, but they both looked good today. You had the red zone work, and you really saw those two shine. And Sam Hartman was in those drills too, and I think it was you know no. No disrespect to Sam, but he's just on a different level, and it kind of gave you some appreciation for what Penix and Knicks were able to do in these same drills. And you saw Hartman struggling, and you know Penix had some really nice throws. He had a really nice connection to Luke McCaffrey uh, in the back of the end zone. He's a wide receiver. Uh, it's Christian's brother. You know, Bo Nix had a couple to Devontae Walker that were really impressive. And you know, I I, I see both of those guys as, as developmental. I don't know if they're first round picks. I could see a team taking him late first round and, and planning to sit him behind someone for a year or two. I don't think either is ready to start right away, but they're both good players. I could see both being starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I didn't see anything this week that, that I was really discouraged by. I didn't see anything this week that I was like, man, this guy's got to be a top 15 pick either. Right. Um, but both those guys are good players. Dallas no, Walker from North Carolina. That guy, what is that he? wide Why receiver. Now, I, I don't know if he gets out of round one, but if he get if he falls into round two, is I've got him as a second round pick. He'll probably go to the Chiefs. Watch. <laughs> it wouldn't <laughs> shock me, uh, but yeah, again, because you're picking, you know, either thirty first or thirty second. <laughs> right, right. But and so thirty second or thirty fourth is all sort of the same type player. You see the talent in him. He's a big physical receiver, and he got some giddy up like a horse out in the open field. Man, he is taking off and pulling away from people. And that impressed me once the NCAA gave him the okay that he could play at North Carolina this year. He's got some giddy up in the step. Yeah, I'd give him uh, Valdez Scantling would be my comparison. It reminds me a lot of him as a receiving prospect. The guy, you know, on the opposite side of the ball, the guy who was just making receivers look bad all week, and that includes Roman Wilson. He could lock him up a couple times. It's Quinion Mitchell, a quarterback oh. out of Toledo. Toledo. I didn't know a ton about him going in. But Toledo man, Rockets. He might be – I heard some people saying he's the best defensive prospect at the Senior Bowl this week, and that's some pretty high praise. I, I agree. Toledo. I agree. I think, so, so, I think so, you'll so be Mike a top Jeff, 20 pick. Now think about this. That's why it's not an exact science. How you end up at Toledo? Yes. Why didn't you go to <laughs> Ohio State? I mean, it's in, this, in Ohio. 
Uh, you, you had Toledo. Uh, you're a late bloomer. Yes. Uh, instead of at Ohio State, you had Toledo. You're not University of Michigan. And you know what people are going to question? Oh, you don't have that many stats this year. You know why? They didn't throw the ball at him. They threw it, right. they threw it on the other side because last year they threw it at him and he made you pay the price. So if I'm playing Toledo and I'm the pre-scout uh, for another team, man, what? I ain't throwing that football well, well, toward Quinion Mitchell. Uh, I'm throwing it on the other side. And you know, uh, Jeff and Mike, I wanted to ask you all this and what you observed. Because what I've observed, uh, that uh, you might say a hybrid type player, but it's almost like a big safety but a smallish linebacker. Okay, we all know about Roquan. Uh, he leaves the Bears and goes to the Ravens. Uh, they, they, we all knew he was not going to disappoint. So you look at him. Who's the cat to me? Now, they lost to the Texans, but look what Cleveland did throughout the season with the Browns. I think he had some African name. I, I don't know. Who's that linebacker from the Browns uh, that, that that I'm watching? You want to talk about a nose for the football and how he can hit it and get it. To me, watch it in teams that uh, has the instincts to, Mike, to go after that, that type of – who was that guy? But, but he played at oh, Notre Dame. Oh, 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 yeah, what was it? And – the thing about him is when he came out. Joker, J-O-K. Uh, yeah, 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 J-O-K. And, yeah. and so what happened with him, he was an undersized linebacker. And so it dropped him. He was 28th on my list, I think. And he dropped until late into the second round because, well, he's not the prototype linebacker. He's prototype today because oh, he, he can run, he can a, cover, and he can best. get around blocks. He penetrates, tackles for a loss, uh, one after the other. I mean, I'm like, I don't know how the game's changing and all it that. Has changed. The linebacker position body type has changed dramatically uh, throughout the years. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Also, thanks all for the sound that uh, you got for us here that we'll play in our 6 o'clock uh, time frame. All right. Thank you, Jeff. For sure, y'all. All righty. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours. Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster. Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone. Whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. 
The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places.